It's episode 58 of Voice in Education, where two educators sit in a beautiful little donut shop discussing voice, computer science, and the intersection of education. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Kimberly Elba Kidze, who is a computer science teacher uh, in a middle school here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is a good friend of mine. And what I want you to learn from her is just from a computer science standpoint, why she thinks voice is important. But first, tell us about, Kimberly, tell us about what you do in the classroom with your students um, right now. Well, currently right now, I am using microbits to teach the novel Alice in Wonderland. This is a unit that I purchased from a group of teachers in England. Um, I am teaching code.org. I'm also doing a unit on artificial intelligence, which includes the voice component and stenography. And then I teach a little course on cryptology. So I'm always a little, the cryptology thing always has me going, wow, that's cool. How do the kids respond to that? They love it, although they get upset when I make the vocabulary words where they have to decode them before they can look them up. (laughs) Smart teacher, smart teacher. All right, so I also know that your background includes um, taking a course at Harvard. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I was very fortunate that Dr. David Malin, who's in charge of the course, allowed me to take um, AP CS50, which is the um, advanced placement course offered by Harvard. CS50 is their famous course of teaching the basics of computer science that was started by Dr. David Carnegie. Okay. And I also happen to know, because I know you well, um, that you've been instrumental in the first ever computer science uh, standards for the state of Tennessee. Correct. Uh, Tennessee needed to update their computer technology and literacy standards, and as we got into developing those, we decided that they should be called computer science standards rather than computer literacy and technology standards. So I was very fortunate to be on a committee of six educators, and we created those, and they were approved in 2018. And so now we're going to get into the little, a little bit about voice. How long have you had a voice assistant in your classroom? Um, I've had one for about a year, and it's actually Julie's fault I have it. She kept talking me into this. So the kids enjoy it, and the first ways that I used it, they were constantly asking me questions that were lower-level questions. And I'm like, I'm not your Google assistant or your Siri. Finally, I just said, listen, if Alexa can answer it, she's going to solve it for you. If not, then I'll answer it. And I know you, even though you're a middle school teacher, you have the Kids Edition um, Echo Dot. Is that because of COPPA compliance? Do you feel like that's the reason you went that Uh, direction? I went that way. And also, middle school kids are quite mischievous, and they're constantly trying to get Alexa to play inappropriate music. Okay. All right. And for those of you who don't know, with the Kids Edition Echo Dot, because it works with free time, and you can use free time on any device, actually, but because it works with free time, it does filter those type of things to be kid-appropriate. So that's a plus. All right, so you went to Project Voice this year, yes. which happened to be in our home city, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, tell me briefly about your experience there and now what you feel led to do. Um, 
it was very overwhelming to be in that space and hear what the future of voice is going to be. And I had thought that that was coming, but it's a lot closer than what I thought we were going to be doing. So I think by the time my kids graduate from high school that we will be a voice society. And that's kind of scary because there's no curriculum out there for that. The kids are not being taught how to use voice correctly, what they need to worry about with voice. They have a lot of misconceptions about what the devices do, and so do their parents. So it was very scary that it was very clear I've got to up my game. Okay. And so what do you, what is what are you going to do with it? What's your next step? How are you going to use it? Um, my plan, actually, this weekend, I am working on getting my flash briefing out, which is going to be tidbits about uh, computer tech, more like the history, stuff with cryptology, stenography, all kinds of things like that. And then I'm going to create some uh, news flashes for my after-school program because the parents don't like the texting from the Remind 101, so I think I need to up it to something they're a little more comfortable they can use in their car or at home first thing in the morning to go, oh, okay, yes, there's the after-school program, and this is what we're doing today. So I'm going to be using it in a lot of different ways. Hopefully I can get everything accomplished I have planned. Right, I get that. So one of the things you mentioned was that parents don't understand it, students don't understand it, that there's a, a, a scare about it to some extent. Also know that you are working with me on um, the Open Voice Network and with uh, John Stein. Yes. Um, and do you mind sharing with the, with the listeners just, and, and this is like breaking news, guys, but what is it that the Open Voice Network is striving to do? What we're striving to do is to create ethical standards on the use of voice, how it's going to be used in education, and what can and can not be done with the data that is collected. And Julie and I happened to walk into a meeting to learn about ethics and found out, oh, there's really not anything. It's the wild open west out there. We are even trying to look at creating a rating scale so that parents will know whether a flash briefing or a skill is appropriate for their children so that you don't get something inappropriate. Like we saw with the internet when it first came up, you could be showing something and all of a sudden you would have a, uh, an ad for porn and that's not what we want to happen. The technology for the internet happened to educators and we're wanting to make voice be something we can marry into the classroom and not be scary for everybody involved. Right. So uh, we're actually just part of um, the Open Voice Network. There's just an education subcommittee and there will be other subcommittees as well working um, with this, creating um, Things for retailers, things for banking, things for healthcare. Standards to um, not that we're going to be the keeper of the standards, no. But we're going to make kind of a suggestion on this is what would be good practice. So for me, and I know for Kimberly as well, that's an important part for educators to be a part of, to speak into that space, so that, like she said, it doesn't happen to us, but we're a part of that. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, I was really thrilled that the people involved with voice, the, all of the developers and the creators of this tech were really pleased to allow Julie, myself, and a few other teachers to get on this 
and create a committee for us when they heard our concerns that the tech normally happens to schools and to educators and without us having a voice and how to control that. Um, in fact, they were planning on letting that be an afterthought and maybe in a year or two create that. And when we were very vocal about, uh, guys, we need to have a say before this happens so that this is more of a creative process among all of us. And they were very open. These same uh, developers and creators are on the committee with Julie and I and are creating other committees, and they're very supportive of the field of education. So I feel good about this piece of technology happening with educators. Yeah, I feel like the future intersection of voice and education is looking more and more like something we can be in control of instead of something just happening, happening to us. And this is Julie Daniel Davis and Kimberly Elka. Oh, Elba Kinsey. I butcher it every time, guys. I almost got it. Uh, signing off live from Julie Darling Donuts.